we've got a round of applause. Stop it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is the inaugural, very first live show of uh, the Alamo Draft House, Video Vortex, a live podcast comedy event, the Pop Culture League. That is what we have programmed for you for the next little bit of time. A uh, couple of rules real quick just before uh, we get off to a crazy start and we've got all sorts of craziness to get to. A uh, couple of rules. Number one, rule number one, have all kinds of fun is rule number one. Uh, rule number two, don't go poo. Uh, if you gotta go poo, bathroom's over there. Rule number three, rhymes with P, but guys, we're already past that. Again, bathroom down the hall that way. Rule number four, what's the score? Uh, we've got a lot of talent with us here. Uh, a lot of talent, and uh, we've got myself, not included in that talent, but I'm here. And uh, we've got our co-hosts, Ed Greer. Ed Greer's here, everybody. Hey, how are you? Thank Ed you guys for coming Ed Greer out. destroys. Hi, Ed. Hey, thank you for having me on, uh, Grant. This is a great thing that you, me, and Zed do. Rule number five. Rule number five. Regardless of how this goes or what happens, we all had a great time. If anybody asks, we all had a great time. Uh, also co-hosting, Zed Cutsinger. Zed! Hey. Hi, Zed! Hey. Couldn't be here without you guys. Ooh. <laughs> Why? What is that? Okay, uh, and we're joined by our friends, filmmaker friends, like it said on the flyer, including the man to my right, the writer of hit Hollywood motion pictures, Sonic the Hedgehog, Trilogy, Violent Night, and hey, stop stabbing me, it's Pat Casey! Pat Casey, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks for being here, Pat. Uh, thanks for having me. Very excited to be a part of whatever this turns out to be. <laughs> me too. I don't know. What are we going to talk about? What is going to happen? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, also with us, multi-hyphenate, multi-talented actress, writer, comedian, Danny Fernandez is with us. Yeah. Danny Fernandez, ladies and gentlemen! Hi, Danny. What you can't see at home, listener, is that I ordered a massive burger that I'm eating on stage, so. The live audience, the unliked live audience, though we can hear you still here in person and your reactions mean everything, are celebrating the burger <laughs> <laughs> along with Danny. Also multi-talented, multi-hyphenic, comedian, writer, actor, Steve Hernandez. Steve Hernandez. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm the one who told Grant, put us head-to-head -to -head with the Laker game. Uh, <laughs> you did. I know the playoff game's a mile away, but uh, F LeBron, that's what I said. We can, we can take him. That, uh, that was the prevailing sentiment. Alamo Drafthouse was like, which Laker game do you want to go up against? I said, playoffs are bust, baby. Oh, man. Now I know why LeBron couldn't make the show today. <laughs> I feel, okay. So we have a few other rules before we're getting into the podcasting of it all. What's the podcasting of it all? It means we're just going to chat, going to have fun. You can be involved, I guess. We didn't really plan on you being involved per se, but since we have a wireless mic and you're, you're listening and you're like, usually when I listen to podcasts, I'm in the car, I can't respond. Well, here, 
I guess you could raise your hand and then we'll patiently come over like the Maury show would and you would ask a, a Q&A, I guess. But if you really, if you really want to. Okay, good. Now that we're clearing the room. <laughs> now that we're clearing the room, back to uh, us. <laughs> um, folks. I heard a writer strike. <laughs> I heard there's a writer strike going on, and uh, and I saw a lot of great picket signs. I saw a lot of great picket signs, and uh, I saw Danny out there. I saw Pat out there. Uh, I saw me out there. I saw Ashton out there. Um, uh, is this a pro-union podcast? Hell yeah, it is. Okay, uh, just, just just clarifying. Union strong. Yeah. Does the audience support the writers or a bunch of union scabs? The scabs? No. How are you doing, Pat? We were talking a little bit uh, just before the show. It was a very hectic race to the finish line for writers to with the strike. And then, obviously, there is the strike. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I was, uh, we had a heavy workload on features. So we had two movies we had to finish before the strike started. But don't worry, the scripts are not good enough to shoot as they are. <laughs> so I didn't give them any leverage. I made sure. These are kind of good, but you can't shoot them. There are horrible flaws with both. Um, AI can't fix it. But uh, Josh, my partner, and I were definitely burning the candle at both ends pretty, pretty hard uh, up until Monday night. So I feel like I'm still uh, trying, trying to recover from that. I had to get up the next day and go pick it immediately. I, I just wanted to stay in bed for a solid week, and I haven't had a chance to do it. Uh, so that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. Well, this will be a snooze. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> this will be good. Uh, Danny, where, uh, did you go to the, the WB picket? Yeah, I was at, um, I have written on three Warner Brothers shows, so I was like, I should come here. I'm very curious about where people are going. Some people go, like, whatever's closest to you. If you live in the Valley, literally everything is. So I was like, I should, I should show up here. But I've been at Universal, too. And it's not, I feel like Bob the Minion, he just watches over us. <laughs> He's pro-union. I know he is. Um, so I just want one day one of us to go up there and just have, like, blood dripping from his teeth. Um, my sign did say, you talked about signs. My sign said, execs, you're next, which I think is very aggressive. Um, but a lot of people liked it. So... <laughs> I, I saw Grant, your sign was one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. I, interior, your ass, my foot enters. Yes, thank you. That's I, good. That's some good screenwriting. Thanks. That was uh, that support from the Animation Guild, which can't technically, I guess, legally support. Like, there can't be... I was reading some... Okay, yes, I believe everything on Twitter is the first problem. <laughs> The second problem is that I half remember what I'm about to say, which is that, but I think it's that the Animation Guild can't also strike with the, somebody help me out here. Does anybody half remember what I know when I I think they about? can't strike until their deal is up or something? It's something like that. Basically, like, all the animation writers I know can still work, but a lot of are, like, choosing to, like, our friend Joey Cliff just turned down a job. He was telling me that, that he was offered a, on an animation show, but... It's an individual sort of thing. The guild itself is not is not striking with the, the writers. But there's uh, some dates coming up where anything could happen. Anything, yes. AGA, SAG. There could be some serious stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, w I w when the two thousand when the previous writer strike was happening, uh, I was in college and rooting from it in for the writers in Ohio. Now though, it feels like things are much different. Everything's like totally the culture of the industry is very different, and I don't know. Yeah, there's like brown people out there now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, there's like a lot more of us and a lot more women, and so that's really cool. Um, actually, I don't know if you saw, we had coordinated, so the Latina WGA, La Lista, coordinated having mariachis yesterday at Netflix. That was us. And we also coordinated having dancers in front of Universal. So that we were obnoxious as hell. There's one thing, <laughs> there's one thing about Latinos is like, we're going to annoy the fuck out of you if you don't pay us. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Everybody was posting the mariachis that were at Netflix, and we're like, yeah, we did that. Um, so Latinas, we get it done. We do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like we're all looking at me to carry the conversation here, but I just want to acknowledge that there's six people at this table. I don't, I don't want to hear that I have been notified through my channels that there's several scab factories growing up. I got notified about this because I'm non-guild, so I don't have anything to say about this. I support you guys, and I know, I thank you, Pat, for sabotaging those drafts. <laughs> my pleasure. No, they, they need us. I just Being want, incompetent comes naturally to me. I just want Chad, I, I want Chad GPT to go on strike so the tech bros are like, oh! <laughs> They can't write their papers and say they're stupid mom ma on Twitter <laughs> anymore. Um, yeah, so I support you guys 100%. I'm not in the guild yet, but hopefully, I, I hope to one day be out of work with a bunch of white boys and now Latinas and brown people. <laughs> I, w I hope to. I'm so curious about what you put because, like, growing up on fanfiction.net, I just remember a ton of, like, Sonic somehow getting Goku pregnant, like, fanfiction and deviant art. That's yeah. where I go back to. So I'm, like, curious if you have made that canon. Uh, uh, we do not have the rights to Goku, <laughs> but I do talk about Dragon Ball a fair amount when we're like having meetings, and I feel like uh, nobody else on the movies knows Dragon Ball or has any idea what I'm talking about. But I feel like you can see the influence in the movies, I, right? 100%. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> I also appreciate you reading my previous writing, <laughs> the fanfics. Yes, those are some of my proudest work. Uh, the Yes. Now you can see where I was on Tumblr, so. Yeah, 100%. Um, I do want to say the reason why Steve and I were being so quiet during this is both of us, I, I hope you don't mind if I speak on behalf of us, neither of us are pro-union. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, I, I, I don't want to make this an argument, but yeah, we're uh, the other side, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, that's very bold. Um, no, I'm in SAG. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to strike with you guys. I had to get my card for jury duty. Did anyone see jury duty? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It was great. I got cut right after rehearsal, but I had to get my card for it, so <laughs> worth the $3,000. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad to do it, you know? All my friends are getting stuff. I'm glad to be in the union. I'm glad to stand with you guys. Man, I'm just happy to be here right here in downtown Los Angeles looking at these gorgeous people. Look at these folks. Look at these guys right there. Oh, thank you for the pose, miss. Yeah. What you don't see is if you lift up his phone, he's watching the game. <laughs> oh, we can do that? Hold on. <laughs> Look oh, no, we've lost coming. half the panel to the competition. Uh, 
Well, what is the score? I mean, just while, <laughs> while we're on the subject of it. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, well, no, no, let's stay here. Let's be present. Oh, yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, we definitely are. Uh, one other thing, too, uh, is we've got a, a, a few, I guess, games up our sleeves that we could play together as a, as a group, as a panel consensus if we don't just want to talk strike the whole time. We also have a... Uh, a giveaway, I guess, to the, the audience. Yeah. We have a giveaway to give away. We just need to figure out why and to who. We okay. don't know that. We're, we're doing a lot of the laying the, the tracks in front of us while we're also driving the train. Um, Wallace and Gromit style. Yeah. Well, what, about, what about best um, question or best contribution to the conversation? That could be a reason we gave them. You're saying that we should give this prize to ourselves? <laughs> no, it could be like for for that's that's the audience prize. Somebody who does that. Yeah, I feel like we don't have to talk strike the whole time. Like no. we're, we're on strike from working for the studios, but we're not on strike from having fun or talking about movies. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, uh, I mean, one of the reasons that people are here is to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I have not seen. I saw it already, man. I know you've seen it and Danny has seen it. I'm and curious. I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's good. I'm going to make that bold stance. <laughs> good. <laughs> You're like, I think it's going to make money. Yeah. Uh, just putting it out there. <laughs> it was, I tweeted to James that, James Gunn, um, you know, me and James are very close. Uh, I, we've never met. I tweeted that it was completely unhinged, which it was. It was out of control. The whole, uh, the heist sequence, the design of all of that stuff was so wild and also so 70s at the same time somehow. I don't, uh, I'm not going to say any spoilers. I will just say that man's, there's something wrong with him. Um, and I did tweet that at him, and I think he enjoyed that. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just moved to tears how my dear wife Ashlyn was bringing water to Steve, who called her Miss, and then to me, and then I got completely distracted. Also, I haven't seen Guardians 3, but I'm glad that you guys liked it. Um, I did work with uh, Sean Gunn a few years ago. Yeah? Yeah, uh, wait, what's his name in the Guardians movies? Cra Cracklin or something? Crack he's also Crack the on-set rocket. He walks around on his knees and performs the entirety of Rocket, and then uh, Bradley Cooper like dubs over him for the final movie. And Sean Gunn, I can report. Cool guy, great actor. Yeah. <laughs> I can report. No, okay, well, then were, were we going to talk about, like, uh, if Guardians of the Galaxy, how does it stack up in uh, greatest third movies to you guys? And then we could come up with a list on this panel of greatest third movies. Brilliant. Yeah, what are the good third movies? Indiana Jones 3. Yeah, Indiana that's, Jones. That's, that's the one. Harry that's Potter 3 is the best Harry Potter movie. What? Yeah. You don't. Problematic <laughs> woos for Harry Potter. Just after college. <laughs> Those woos come with an asterisk. <laughs> that's the uh, that's like not, the la not the end of a trilogy, so it's also slightly yeah. different. Mm. That's the Alfonso Cron one that you kind of came in and changed right. the tone. Yeah, instead of being stupid, it became kind of scary <laughs> and cool. Uh, I mean, going from Chris Columbus to Alfonso Cron, that's like a that's a pretty drastic change, right? <laughs> As directors go. When I read the Harry Potter books before the movies came out, like the second one, Chamber of Secrets, the end when Harry gets like bit by the giant snake or whatever, and we know that Venom is going to kill him within one minute. 
And I was like, this is so intense. This would make such a great movie scene. And then when I saw the movie that happens, he gets bit by the snake, and there's no reaction whatsoever. You never get the feeling he's even slightly in danger when he knows he has less than a minute to live. No reaction! I was like, this this was terrible. Chris Columbus, you made a lot of stuff I loved, but uh, you, you flubbed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a big Rocky Three fan. Do we have any Rocky fans? Yes. Yes. yes, Rocky Three. Hulk Hogan, Mr. T. Uh, Rocky loses all of uh, all of his. What would we call that? All of his chi, all of his life force. He wasn't training hard enough. He was listening to a string quartet while he was working out. <laughs> I just love that the solution is going to a black gym in L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, that was incredible. Yep. These guys were furious when Rocky walked in. <laughs> well, I mean, they came there to appropriate. They're the Elvis, the Elvis of working out. <laughs> I'll do these chest presses. That's how you do it. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this. I, I recently saw Rocky Three, but there's a part when him and Apollo are first doing the sprints on the beach mm -hmm. uh, it becomes triumphant later on but the first one he starts thinking of Mickey and starts mm -hmm. thinking of the past and just gives up mid sprint <laughs> that really <laughs> broke my heart it really breaks my heart <laughs> in the movie his wife was watching imagine not being able to finish a 40 yard sprint with your wife watching <laughs> embarrassing although it is pretty hard to sprint on the beach when the part of the sand that's not wet I don't know if you guys have uh, tried to move on that part of that's the That's true. That is that true. Is, that is difficult. So it makes uh, it such a good workout, man. <laughs> I was I uh, I was really excited about Creed three for a week, and then I stopped being so enthusiastic about it. Can't remember why exactly. <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises, I think, also gets a bum rap. Uh, Does it though? Uh, <laughs> that's a bad movie, bro. Yeah, I thought it was good. It, it was, sure, but in another way of looking at things, was it that bad? Maybe. <laughs> Alternatively, maybe there's another. Yeah, I feel like what's interesting about the third movies is, you know, our expectations for sequels are, for the most part, we want everything that was in the first movie, but bigger in the second one. I feel like third movies are interesting because, for the most part, we don't want that, because that would become exhausting. They gotta, like, kind of, not reinvent the movie, but they gotta add enough new stuff while still fulfilling, like, the sequel desires. Right. It's a hard task. I mean, sometimes the third one comes after like a second one that kind of went wrong and they're like we got to be more like the first one i mean that's yes. what indiana jones did successfully although the third one is extremely goofy watching it again as an adult when i was a kid i didn't realize how silly it was oh. but like oceans 13 they were like oceans 12 was terrible we're just gonna go back and do oceans 11 again exactly well, what about uh, mission impossible 3 i think that's a correction movie that was definitely a correction movie yeah i feel like ragnarok right yeah, that's a third. That took it in a wildly new direction. Yeah, successfully. Yeah, but I, I feel like uh, I don't know if you guys would agree, but I feel like Mission Impossible, the fourth one with Brad Bird, that actually kind of set the tone, I think, for what the fifth and sixth, and I think what we're going to see the seventh. Oh, for sure, the fourth one set the new formula, but it was yeah. sort of building on what they did in the third one, which was they introduced Simon Pegg, and they made it more of a team franchise. 
Like, yes. you had teammates in parts one and two, but also not really. Like, especially in parts two, they're like, here are a couple of cool guys. They're going to do something cool, but, like, do you remember who that who they even were as members of the team? No, you don't, because they were not important. I remember there was a bomb in the tooth of Felicity. <laughs> Felicity's <laughs> bomb. That was in part head. three. Yeah, in three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a three. I don't love. Speaking of threes, though, and the strike and turning in movies, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, where will this perhaps rank writer of that movie? I mean, movie? it's going to be the best part of three of all time. Okay, good. Pregnant yeah. Goku. Pregnant <laughs> Goku. Can we get a Pregnant Goku chat that, in the chat? That fan art exists. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are going to look it up right now. Um, yes. Anyways. Alamo exclusive. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to say, okay, now that we have you here and you're under the hot lights, I've never asked you this in my whole life. We hang out. I've never asked you this. Was Ugly Sonic the reason why we're having this conversation? Was the release of Ugly Sonic the thing that, like, springboarded the first movie into being such a success? I mean, you have as much insight into that as I do, because it's like, I don't have access to the alternate universes where Ugly Sonic never existed, or where the movie just came out and it just was Ugly Sonic the whole way through. I do think it works to our advantage, man. I mean, Josh and I, we spent our whole career working on stuff like we made, if you look us up, we got a bunch of credits on stuff you've never heard of. Never heard of even once. And like, when the Ugly Sonic trailer came out, and everyone was making fun of us, the whole world, <laughs> just mocking us to our faces. Um, and people would be like, man, are, is this upsetting you? And I was like, dude, I'm excited they're talking about our movie. People know it exists. They made fun of us on SNL. They made fun of us on every single late night show that week. And I was like, this, I mean, this is a true test of the concept of there's no such thing as bad publicity. So we'll see. Like, and uh, the Jeff made the call that we're switching up the design. And we bumped it back just a couple of months, really. But it got the whole public on our side, and like it was a real miracle. And when the movie still managed to come out like two weeks before lockdown. Yeah. We were the last hit movie before the world ended. Yeah. So it was kind of a miraculous series of events. Um, it, and uh, I'm well aware that we kind of we lucked out on both ends of that in a really weird way. Yeah. Thank God. Not for COVID. I'm not thanking God for COVID. <laughs> thanking God that COVID didn't happen earlier. You guys are the, the, the fucked up ones. I'm, I'm morally correct. <laughs> do, you guys, does, do you guys feel bad for anyone who kind of looks like Ugly Sonic? Because no one can help it if they look that way. But, you know, I guess we call them Ugly Sonic. So that's kind of, I don't know, that sucks. <laughs> if that resembles you. The blue-haired kid at the end yeah. Ugly Sonic. <laughs> I, I, again, I feel like you're talking about me. <laughs> the eyes, the nose. The dress that, like, that's how I smile. Yeah. <laughs> I also, for the hedge... For the Hedgehog Kingdom, maybe that's attractive Sonic. I don't know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. I think, I think we're we need to change the way we perceive ugly, quote unquote, Sonic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What would that be? Anthrocentric views. <laughs> yeah. Hu human. Okay. Who has deviant art up? That can be a little dangerous in a public space. <laughs> <laughs> pregnant Goku. Yeah. Let's get pregnant Goku up on the screen. Why is Paul Rudd on Twitter? tweeting about Sonic's bare feet. <laughs> I don't believe that's the real Paul Rudd. I think this is what happens 
when Elon Musk gets involved. Logan, no, who's Paul Rudd anymore? Um, yeah, watching Guardians 3 did make me think about Sonic 3 a lot while I was watching it. And just what, make, what makes a good third one, what makes a good sequel. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, my buddy Henry just texted me, Dream Warriors. Oh, oh yeah. that's a good one, that's dude. That's a great third movie, man. When, that, when, that, when King Cade started bending that chair in his dream, I was like, all the fat black boys <laughs> had a hero. He was just bending that chair up. And oh, by the way, I went on an audition, and me and King Cade were in there. Yeah, I guess we're the same type, but not really, because he can act. And <laughs> like he's a real thespian, and I'm just like in the same room for no reason. Damn. Uh, he's gonna be on strike in a couple weeks. Anyway, go ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of sequels, I forgot because it wasn't that it wasn't Easter that long ago, but there's supposed to be a sequel to Passion of the Christ. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Cheer from the audience. I'm like, what happens in this? Um, we saw what we needed to see. I think they introduced Muhammad. In that one, <laughs> or was it just going to be about Jesus just blasting out of that cave on day three? I don't. Uh, we did a bunch of CrossFit in the cave so he gets strong enough. Yes. Like the dudes in RRR when they like lock him in the thing and won't give him food, but he's still just getting in there, getting swole somehow. You know, I'm a, I'm a former youth pastor at Omega Church. Uh, does anyone know the Bible well after the audience? Does anyone know the Bible well? I know the Bible semi-well. Okay. Do you guys know this is truly in the Bible, that in the book of Acts, Jesus gets up, he raises from the dead, and he walks around for 40 days and sees people, like, in the crowd. He high-fives people, meets people. But on the 40th day, and this is in the Bible, he flies to heaven. <laughs> just like Superman style? Just no, he off. flies up into heaven. Goku style? This is in the Bible. <laughs> People need to talk about it more. That's what I'm saying. Okay, much more. I would definitely give my life back to Christ if he starts flying around a little more, huh? Like the end of the Matrix. <laughs> okay, just, we, we will get off of Bible talk in one second. I just have a question. Uh, Wait, what? Come on. <laughs> my favorite trivia fact that I always catch people on. So you as a youth pastor, I'm curious if you know this. What is the Immaculate Conception referring to? Um, are, are you talking about uh, when God put the Christ in Mary? No. What is it? That's not, does anyone else? That's, a Catholic, Catholic, that's a Catholic yes. thing too. No, it's I'm a Christian. Yes, what is it? <laughs> Thank you. It's referring to Mary. Oh, um, can you say it into the mic, Claire? Yes. Okay. So the so you please bring this up at parties. You uh, you will be <laughs> you will be beloved. Um, people will find you and want to be your friend. Okay. So this is super Catholic school, but the Immaculate Conception is not referring to when Jesus was uh, conceived. It's referring to Mary. She was born without sin. Yeah. So she was conceived without. So she is. Like, so was her dad God also? I don't know how it works. But also, at what point does Franco catch the football? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? It's an immaculate reception. Uh, <laughs> it's a very big uh, Pittsburgh uh, football. Who, who is the person that knew? Oh, her over there. Yes. All right. All right. This is the prize. Free movie Please. tickets and free popcorn. We're going to see if Elmo drafts us and knowing the Bible. Is her name Mary? Bible. Huh? Name Mary? Wait, is your name Mary? Okay, that would be really interesting. I didn't think so, but yeah, that would have. So you should have said yes, because I wouldn't have. Wait, so is that why it's called marriage? Because of Mary? I'm, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, does anyone know the etymology of 
Okay. Okay, wait, if we're going into horror movies, here's uh, a, a third movie. Jesus. And it's also this kind of, you'll see with this movie why it relates. Well, I, I guess the, the okay. Jesus Rising from the Dead is a horror movie for uh, maybe <laughs> Rome? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was there right going. Oh, I, well, I don't know if you saw the third season of Rome, but that's what it's all about. Uh, okay, I made that up. But uh, <laughs> Rome callback. Yeah. Who saw Rome? Great show. Rome heads. Great show. Yeah. Any Rome heads here? Yeah. Rome heads. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're not here. They're Rome. I know we got one John from Cincinnati head out there. <laughs> Where are we at, John from Cincinnati? HBO 2000. I'm going to say 8. There we go. Oh, 2007. What? Okay. Was that the one where he was floating by a surfboard? Yeah. Ah, yeah. And uh, the JC was Jesus Christ, oh. John from Cincinnati. Bringing it back to the Bible. Diesel. All right, this, here we go, Exorcist 3. Yeah. I don't know if you guys mm. have seen that one, but I feel like a lot of people didn't watch it because of how bad the second one. The third one is awesome. It's written and directed by the guy who wrote The Exorcist. Yeah, William Blatty, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's wild. <laughs> it's like one of the weirdest horror movies I've ever seen. So just adding that to the canon. If, uh, unless any of the there's a lot of, like, like locust action in part three? Am I remembering that correctly? There's, uh, there's, uh, it's I like, like I saw people comparing the last Jurassic Park to Exorcist 3 for this reason. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely the last Jurassic Park. Or maybe yeah. it was Exorcist 4. Shit. It's about, like, a serial killer. Exposing my ignorance. Edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> the live audience will know, they'll know your secret. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, okay, now, obviously, most third movies are bad, but what's the worst third movie? Jurassic Park. I nominate Blade one. Trinity. I nominate Blade Trinity. Oh. Uh. That's pretty bad. Like Trinity. Where's the third movie? I, for me, one of the, the worst, and only because it's so frustrating, because there's so many little aspects about it that I love, but Alien 3 as a follow-up to Aliens is so frustrating because mm. they take two of the most beloved characters, and the movie just starts with them being dead, and there's so many weird script revisions and whatever. Uh, I'm forgetting the, the author who wrote the... Uh, sci-fi, whatever, cyberpunk book, uh, but there's a version... William Gibson? Yes. There's a script, he did it, and, uh, and Dark Horse, I think, actually did, like, a comic book of it, of his script, and then that one, it's a little better because uh, Michael Bean and Newt, their characters are in it, but it starts in... Ripley is just, like, not in the, the story. I'm like, why would you not have Ripley in it? Yeah, how did uh, Hicks and, and Newt even get away from Ripley, though? They were all on the ship at the, at the end of part two. I don't know. I'm yeah, it is a real kick in the nuts to, like, kill your beloved characters, like, the instant after the previous movie happened. Yeah. Early in the Sonic process, actually, Sonic 2 process, because of the fact that we ended the, the post credit scene of Tails arriving, a lot of people were like, so the next movie has to start, like, one minute after the first movie ended, and we were like, no. <laughs> like, we have to have let Sonic and his new parents, like, have had like some sort of happy period in between also so that he could develop like some new yeah. emotional yearning like it's not like john wick like it's fine for a john wick sequel yeah, and yeah. it ends with like we're gonna kill you john wick and then the next movie starts with a million ninjas trying to kill him but yeah. john wick doesn't have an emotional arc he doesn't need one it's just a movie about him shooting a thousand people in the head <laughs> sonic movies are for kids it's like we need you need like the thing of him yearning for something at the beginning of the movie oh, so can do it by the end what if every time john wick Shot somebody, a bunch of sonic rings came out of them. Started <laughs> <laughs> bouncing all around. That or they just popped out. open and like a little bunny jumped out and uh, <laughs> runs away. Like John Wick 3 is, we didn't bring that up for best sequels, but I think it's my favorite. The knife fight scene, the, uh, I mean, the knife store scene is just 
that's cinema. That's peak cinema to me. There's fight with Boban is like the the very first fight, right? In yeah. Part three. Yeah. I'm a John Wick three hater. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yes, it's true. The unions and now John Wick. All right, guys, can we get a boo on Steve right now, please? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't endorse this boo. I I, I say wait. Let me just Steve have to say. Explain. I think one of the things that made the original John Wick amazing is that. Uh, the motive for him killing everyone was so simple and beautiful. You killed this dog that my dead wife gave me. That was gorgeous. That made the movie beautiful and simple. The second movie, he had to, uh, you know, they pulled out this honor coin. So he had to, because he made a promise to fight back. The third one, he was just trying to survive. And I never got the feeling that John Wick wanted to be alive. And that was really <laughs> I mean, truly, and that really bothered me the whole movie. I was like, he's just trying to survive. Of course, the fourth is a masterpiece because he's trying to eliminate a system. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Part yeah. three definitely made sure it sense. sense. Yeah. And, but, yeah. It does make me think of another good part three, The Wolverine. Hmm. Or no, Logan, rather. The <laughs> Wolverine Part 2. <laughs> like, what? Sorry. <laughs> Old Man Logan. Old Man Logan. Although, for that one, I also felt like there was a mistake, because that was a movie about how he wanted to die, and then at the end, he dies. <laughs> at the end, he should have survived and been forced to become Professor X to all those little kids in the yep. woods. That like, because been. he wanted to die. He shouldn't get to die. He should, ha he should have to like learn to live again for this new generation of children. Except I think Hugh Jackman was like, you have to kill me. It's in my contract. So they just did it. <laughs> but it would have made a better movie the other way. That's my hot take on Logan, not the Wolverine. If uh, one Sonic character had to die for your sins, who would it be? This question's for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Can we say Goku or is yeah. that? I, I yeah, Goku mean, counts. Sorry. That was like Super Saiyan, so. Yeah. 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 Um, also, I mean, I, before uh, I'm going to give people a moment to think of an answer to that, I don't know if this is a safe space to criticize um, what's going to be Sonic 3, but already I can tell that we're not going to have Newt or Hicks in the third one. <laughs> and I'm already I'm preemptively disappointed. Is that is that an accurate disappointment? Yeah, Newt, Newt and Hicks are not in Sonic 3. <laughs> I fought for it, but they said no. Uh, <laughs> um, Tails. Tails is my guy. Yeah. Tails will die for my sins. He's yeah. a good he's a good little guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Two he would do it two times, too. Yeah. Big the cat, I think. Uh, Big the Cat confirmed for Sonic 3? I, I can either confirm why are you or to, Why are you trying to hurt this man? Yeah, We're yeah. on strike. <laughs> <laughs> We're already hurting. One thing that we didn't, um, Toy Story 3. Oh, sure. That was good. Yeah. I love the fact that they were all ready to die together. That was so traumatizing. I cannot imagine watching that when I was seven. Like, that's just... I love that we're trying to, like, really mess up kids' heads. Like, they're just... Pixar is so down. That's what Pixar is all I about, know. is just yeah. making little kids cry. They're like, if I have childhood trauma, you should too. <laughs> hey, I just... I champion them championing big butt moms. Yes! Oh, my God! <laughs> It's an important addition to the dialogue so about I, the family unit. <laughs> I asked one of my animator friends over there, and he wrote me back and said, someone, someone upstairs likes a lot downstairs. Or something. Oh, my God. Brad Bird? <laughs> oh, wow. Michael Eisner. Has to be Brad <laughs> Michael Eisner. 
<laughs> it's coming from the very top. <laughs> it comes from the very top to all the bottoms. Bradford, yeah. make it larger. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a perspective scale. Maybe. 14%. Okay, so do we have a consensus of top three, bottom three, third movies then? Well, also I'm just throwing it out because it hasn't been brought up, but uh, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift is... Oh, yeah! That's a real interesting one because God, so that movie uh, explains that drifting started in the mountains. And I don't know about you guys, I've always wondered where drifting started. <laughs> and that movie kind of gives that background lore. But uh, that one also, I mean, we're talking about third movies that kind of reboot and whatever. I think that one tried to put in a uh, breath of fresh air into the, f the franchise. And it's kind of cool since then how they've basically taken every movie and tried to make them as much of a, as canon as every movie. I, I love the Fast and Furious. All right, guys, can we give it up to Fast and Furious? Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo Drift is divisive, but I, I like it. I'm a Tokyo yeah. Drift defender. Mm -hmm. I just think, why do they have to cast the oldest teenager in human history? <laughs> That was just weird. That was his time. He was like <laughs> Friday Night Lights and, you know. Yeah. He was <laughs> I saw my, 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 my girlfriend uh, betrays my age because she watches CBS. And uh, she watched... <laughs> she, she, she watched... She watched that NCIS uh, uh, in New Orleans, like boom, 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 boom. That's what their theme song is. That I hear incessantly coming out of the room. And uh, yeah, he was on there. He was like, yeah, I'm Neon Boudreaux, detective, whatever. It was so awful. I hate that kid. But I'm, I'm glad he got to send Taj and the other guy, and, and, and Tyrese, into space. And the latest yeah, I liked the whole Tyrese, I don't think I can die subplot in, the, in that mm -hmm. one. But it's yeah. funny because like all the movies were like prequels to Tokyo Drift for a while. Mm -hmm. The timeline is Lucas Black kept just getting older and balder. Yeah. <laughs> so like canonically, he was like 19-year-old, fully bald man <laughs> in the Fast and Furious universe. I resemble that remark. <laughs> also, uh, I think the most fan favorite fun third movie. Um, throw this out before midnight. <laughs> anyone, uh, anyone have fun with that one? Arguing, 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 staying together. I love that shit, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys haven't seen Before Midnight? Come on, man, grow up. Thanks. Oh, Jeff that's the last for a wonderful, the last wonderful of the Julie Delpy, Ethan Hawke yeah. yes. quadrilogy. The fourth trilogy. Uh, yeah. Quadrilogies. Uh, also, it is funny how, uh, I, I don't know if you guys feel this, I feel like trilogy with cinema and stuff is such this big thing. Everyone talks about trilogies, but there's not really that many trilogies. I feel like it's just a fun word to say, and people want to talk about trilogies. But if you're like, what are the great trilogies? I feel like you can't come up with more than three. It's yeah. not really... Well, like, if a trilogy's good enough, then they make, like, a bad fourth one and then disqualify yes, themselves right, from the conversation. Right. Like, the first three Jaws movies were great, right? Right? I mean, it messed it up with that fourth one. <laughs> but what, what do you guys think about the idea that every third movie in a trilogy should be in 3D and that should be part of the title? <laughs> yes or no? It works for Return of the King, and God damn it, it can work for Puss in Boots. If it works for Shrek, it can work for Passion 3. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Star Wars uh, has many threes, but I guess the first three, which would be six. <laughs> uh, Return of the Jedi is good. That's, I, I'm a yes. Return of the Jedi booster. Same. I, I, too, I also... It had like an unbelievably cool, like, 
prologue, basically, the job of the hut thing, and then the whole rest of the movie is all one giant act three, and they pulled it off beautifully, actually, like cutting between our three battlefields. Yes. Like, it's badass, and it gets a bad rap because people hate Ewoks, but that's just racism, because the Ewoks deserve our respect. Yes. I agree. And also, um, the more Star Wars that's created, the, mo the more the originals shine even brighter. And, and the f little flaws of Jedi are kind of just washed away, and you're like, it's all, it's all good. It's all fun. He's got the... It, yeah, it's good. I mean, just like Fuck the speeder you. bike chase and stuff, like that blew my tiny teen little mind when I was a kid. Like, I've yes. never seen anything like that. Like, the effects were unbelievable yeah. for its era. Yeah. Is anybody here from the Bay Area by any chance? Okay. Oh, a little like, uh, okay, yeah, we, we got a couple of people. Uh, the, the Ewoks, I don't know if anybody knows this, or even if you're from the Bay Area, but uh, the Ewoks, their name is, uh, it's based off of the Miwok, uh, the Native American, uh, I guess like the tribe or whatever the word is, that was from the Bay Area, and George Lucas was very enamored with the Bay Area, so that's why they're, they're called Ewoks, as a uh, ode to the, the Miwoks. Uh, and that's not a joke, that's just a fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. This is a general George Lucas podcast, too. I, like, I would say I like George Lucas maybe than I, more than I like Star Wars, right? George Lucas is an interesting, fun, weird person. Just I like, like you're really more of a Radio Land Murders kind of a guy than Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. Howard the Duck? Like yeah. That's the, oh, that's the uh, good stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. the one with all the 50 songs that they drove around with underage girls all the time with their cars. What's that one? American Graffiti? That's the one. I that love is, that that's one. a good movie, man. That's a great movie. It's about good the movie. ennui of like how you got to be a grown-up. Yeah. yeah. Dance scene shot in the uh, high school gymnasium of my high school, Tamil Pius High School. Uh, famously, the high school that Tupac went to. Has anyone ever heard of Tupac the rapper? <laughs> yeah, he went to Tamil Pius High School. Just throwing that out there. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Zed's from Marin, and uh, George Lucas. What all that Lucas bullshit's up there? And uh, <laughs> this is a real story. His mom's gorgeous. His mom. Wait, it, what? His mom's gorgeous. Whose mom's? Zed's mom? Zed's mom's gorgeous. Wait, me Zed or a different Zed? And, uh, what? This is true. She would eat, regularly eat at this cafe. Dipsy Cafe. Dipsy Cafe, and George Lucas would regularly come in and pay for her meal. Look, I, look at, wait, wait, wait. I see a little resemblance. I, dude, oh my God. Is, here's a, I'm not kidding. Breaking news. I'm not kidding. If you guys don't follow Zed or know Zed, his dad, who has since passed, he's deceased, uh, looks so much like George Lucas. I don't know. Something happened there. Okay, I actually, just a, a s small little anecdote. My dad looks looked a lot like George Lucas. One time he was driving on the uh, Golden Gate Bridge, and someone was like honking at him a bunch and was asking him to pull over. He crosses the bridge and he pulls over, and this guy is like, hey, uh, George, I submitted my packet to like ILM or whatever. Like, have you heard any, uh, whatever. It, also, just what a crazy ballsy move to do. And my dad was telling a story and he goes, yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, you're here back from, uh, from us on Monday. Uh, so, uh, and then my dad kind of like put away, he's like, that guy believed me. Oh, no. I'm like, yeah, why would he not? He thought you were George Lucas. But uh, you were a witness to these events. You were in the car? No, I heard about this story later. Many times I heard this story. Uh, but this doesn't not prove that George Lucas is my father. Thank you. <laughs>
Oh, maybe that's why he wrote that line about I am your father. Wait. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it? Okay, that's very interesting. Uh, one time I walked up to George Lucas at the Dipsy Cafe. This was like in 94, 95. And I asked him to sign my like, you know, the, the diners have the little mats. And he wrote, Zed, may the force be with you. And uh, I kept that for a while, although it did have like all the oil stains on it and stuff. It was ketchup, a ketchup puddle. <laughs> yeah, it was all there. It was all there. So yeah, I think he might be my dad. Yeah, his DNA is on that. I mean, yes. you could get a cut of the Lucas fortune. <laughs> what catchphrase do you guys write when you're signing an autograph for someone? <laughs> George Lucas goes with May the Force Be With You, clearly. Yeah. Um, I had Reggie Bannister from the uh, Phantasm movies sign my DVDs, and he, he writes, keep your balls in the air with his autograph every time. Aw, that's cute. A classic. Yeah. On my Harley Quinn stuff, I write, stay mischievous. Mm, that's Ooh, good. Or stay gay. It's either one. <laughs> Same <laughs> thing. Fun. Same thing. Depending yeah. how gay the kid seems yes. when they bring it up to yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. I, this, I guess this feels more timely now, but I usually write, don't spoil Guardians of the Galaxy until you haven't seen it yet. But I've been writing that for years. Yeah. <laughs> I write, he is risen, indeed. <laughs> risen or flying? And you gotta rise before you fly, my man. Yes, okay. I guess I just keep mine simple. I'm just like, truly yours, George W. Bush, every time. Do <laughs> uh, you guys wanna do a hard, hard pivot? Hard pivot yeah. conversationally, like yeah. into a different tone and topic altogether. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about the arcades over there and uh, thinking about video games. Thinking about video games, thinking about things might be doing over writer's strike, thinking about video game movies, thinking about Zelda's coming out, thinking about I know that Steve is a uh, adult gamer along with myself that got into games. Zed and I were talking about video games. Uh, I'm not really an adult gamer. Um, <laughs> I am ashamed of myself that I do game. Uh, are there any people that got into gaming late in life and are embarrassed about it? Nobody? Oh, yeah. I guess we're all supposed to be accepting now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm yeah. queer. I'm not embarrassed about that, okay? But I am embarrassed about the adult gaming. Oh. It was the pandemic got me into it. I, don't you remember growing up? I just remember growing up gaming. And and uh, playing like NBA jams, and there was a guy with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend was just there, so quiet, and I just felt so sad for those girlfriends all the time. <laughs> I was just so embarrassed as a man, generally, to be putting these women through that, and I I carry this to this day. <laughs> to this day, I carry that. So, so, so thank you. I know. I know, but, but I do know that there are, of course, many women gamers now. I know that, but yeah. You know, I'm still deeply an ally. I was just, I, I just, I, I am embarrassed by it, but you know, it did bring me a lot of comfort in the pandemic. Sometimes my wife would just watch me play, and she'd fall asleep, and then she'd wake up and she'd go, "Did you beat the guy?" And I go, I went like, "Yeah." And she said, "Good job, babe." And it was so embarrassing. <laughs> no, that's that is the worst part. When your girlfriend or your partner, whoever, is watching you lose over and over and over to the guy, and, and, and Spider-Man always does. Why don't you try uh, parrying? Right. You roll when he's gonna hit you. And it depends on the character. All video game characters die so horribly, you know. Like so, Spider-Man bounces around for ten seconds before the screen comes up she's like did you beat him yet <laughs> do the slow down time thing i'm doing the slow down time thing i'm shooting with all my webs 
I, I feel like I play better when my wife is watching, and sometimes I'll turn around when I'm fighting a boss and she's not watching, and I play. I, start, I, I just don't care as much. <laughs> <laughs> you need that pressure to help you focus. Yes. And um, a little bit, I'm like, yeah, why does she care about Bloodborne or, you know, whatever. But uh, that little pressure and that, that love can do a lot. So anyone uh, listening, if, if you can give someone that love, do it. <laughs> I think maybe, like, because the next Zelda comes out, I might finally finish Breath of the Wild before that. Like, I played it almost all the way through. That's good. And then I stopped, and I don't remember why, but <laughs> I gave the game to my little nephew, and I was just back back in Minnesota a couple of weeks ago, and he was, like, obsessed with it. And all he wanted to talk about was, like, how do you beat this guy? Did you find that sword? And I'm like, I don't remember. I played five years ago. It's all gone. But then he said, did you beat Ganon? And I was like, yeah. But I didn't. I was lying to him. I was embarrassed to admit that I quit at the last second. I'm going to lie. I know, but now I have, if I beat, a, beat him now, then retroactively I won't have been lying, yes. and it's okay. Yeah, that's a... I'm honor-bound save Hyrulea. Do you think that there could be... I really loved NBA Jam. I still love NBA Jam. They should make new NBA Jams. We watched the Tetris movie. I wonder if there could be an NBA Jam movie. There isn't... Like, I read some oral history of the creation of NBA Jam, and I don't remember much of it, but I do remember thinking, this is interesting. You could, you could make a movie about that. I mean, eventually they're going to make a movie about... A, they're going to make a movie out of every video game, and they're going to make a movie about the creation of every video game. Yeah. There'll be two, two movies per game, apparently. Danny, do you game? Not really, no. Do you have a system? I mean, do you have any... Uh, oh, yeah. I, kept, I grew up with the N64, and so I periodically, like, I would play... I played it growing up, and then... Like, my friends and I would get drunk in college. I'm like, oh, I wish I had my N64. So then I, like, <laughs> bought it one time. And we had, I remember growing up, we always had, like, Diddy Kong Racing instead of yeah. Mario Kart. I felt like we had all the knockoff, the, like, C-list characters <laughs> is what my parents would get. Um, and so then I remember I went to GameStop and I bought an N64 again in college. And then I'm like, I literally never play this. And I sold it like a year later. When you bought it, did you get Diddy Kong yeah, Racing again? I always get Diddy Kong Racing. You didn't racing. get Mario Kart. No, I didn't. Uh, I refi I, I'm, I'm sticking with my C-list characters. I know there's going to be yeah. a Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Uh, you know, he can have his own film. Um, but <laughs> then, so then I sold it. And then a couple of years later, of course, I was like, damn, I, I wish I had my N64. And so then I went back and I bought it again. Wow. So I still have it. I did get a Wave Race, because I, oh, yeah. I used to play that too. But I'm not like a massive, I feel like I waste so much time already that the idea of wasting <laughs> even more time, sorry, everybody. Um, yeah, and that, you know, that's what I don't like about these gamers, is they act like they're not wasting time. We're not. You're, we're, you're, play, you're playing someone's creation. You, I, I will say. Well, when people that, online will complain that a game is like, this game wasn't enough. I finished the whole thing in only 25 hours. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? It's like, I choose games based on like how little time I have to spend like managing my inventory, basically. Because like, I'm busy, but now I'm not. Now I'm on strike. Now it's maybe finally the time to really get into some like RPGs. Yes. Final Fantasy, here I come. Yeah, I mean, my argument against the. Uh, like when it's, well, what else are you going to be doing with your time besides 
gaming. I feel like literally, literally everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I literally do everything. I will say, though, because I'm too heavily in the anime community, that everyone's, oh, yeah, she's a gamer. She's a, but she's, like, also a gamer, though. So I get hit up for all of the, like, gaming podcasts and shows and whatever. Sometimes I'll, I'll still come. I'll take their money. I still, what? Yes, I can talk to you about three games. Um, but yeah, I think I just get I get looped in because sure. of my anime affiliation. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of us would take any excuse to come. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my pitch for the uh, NBA Jam movie. It's uh, it's just the the announcer, the sadistic announcer, and he's just he's on fire, <laughs> and everyone is on fire, and it's uh, horrible. It's just horrible. Well, uh, why don't they make a GTA movie? GTA seems to be the most easy video game to make into a motion yeah. picture. Yeah. Like, like what is the, I mean, would you, uh, maybe I'm taking that question too seriously. What do you do? Do you actually, like, follow one of the stories yeah, kind of closely, or do you just make a, a movie about a guy who carjacks a lot and gets in a million <laughs> shootouts? I mean, I would take either one, because uh, I, I love GTA. We were talking about people watching you earlier. GTA went to the next level when people's girlfriends would watch us play GTA because they didn't want to see us drive around the whole time, so we'd put on our armor, get a bunch of guns, and shoot cops for five minutes until we got killed. And that was so action-packed and wonderful, you know? And the people, goal was to, like, get them to send out the helicopters and right, the tanks. Right, yeah. that was That was so fun. I'm just thinking that aspect of GTA, just somebody starts out a simple petty crime, and it gets it gets elevated and elevated and elevated until in the end it's like some uh, eagle eye. That movie with Will Smith, remember? Like, that wasn't Will Smith, man. That was uh, Evil Eye was Shia LaBeouf. You're thinking of what, Enemy of the State? Enemy of the State, yeah. yeah. Both of those together. They're very similar, though, yeah. man. <laughs> so, yeah, you start, you start a simple petty crime, but then you get, like, Billie Jean, right? You get the Billie Jean treatment. People think you're a hero of the people because of the first crime that you did. And you get bigger Billy and bigger. Jack? No, Billie Jean. The legend of Billie Jean. Billy Jack reference. That was what Billy Jack was about, too. <laughs> okay, fine, yeah. Bill, Billy Jean, Billy Jack. So we're combining these things. So it's can, a Billy thing. Let's put it in the chat, GPT. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, I guess it's the GT. They are making a GT movie, though. I don't know if you heard the premise of this movie, but it's really cool. It's about someone who's really good at playing Gran Turismo, and then he became like an actual race car driver. Coached oh. by my close personal friend, David Harbour, Santa himself. Yeah, that trailer Ooh. came out earlier this week. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's every gamer's dream, right? You guys last, last Starfighter, bro. Yes. Yeah. Be so good that they're like, you got to come and jump on these mushroom men and save the, <laughs> save the princess. Yeah, I think, I think there's hope for all of us. <laughs> no one agrees with you. No hope for the rest of us. Yeah. I mean, sorry. I think I, we need a new hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is just my Kendall from Succession impression. Just, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, uh, what's sure. the play? Yeah. So, we're going to, uh, let's, uh, so let's do a quick wrap. Let's hear from everyone. Let's do a, uh, uh, you know, some final thoughts. Uh, get some audience interaction. Uh, <laughs> do a little uh, quick skibby scat. Were there any good third movies that we all forgot about other than uh, Return of the King? Did uh, you say that one? Return of the King. Die Hard Three. Oh, oh yeah, that's a real good one, man. Die Hard Three. 
That, yeah, two, not as bad as people made it out to be, but the third still feels like underrated. Uh, God, what a great New York City movie, too, because they're just driving around everywhere. Mm -hmm. I love that one. Yeah, just driving in cars directly across the park, almost hitting horses and shit. No, and you know what, but, but really, real quickly, I don't want to bring the mood down here, but uh, Die Hard 3 is close to me because it shows that, like, he saved his wife from terrorists two times. And it was not his right to still be an asshole at home. Mm. You know what I mean? He saved her two times from terrorists. That's great on you, but I want to watch Survivor. So, like, <laughs> let me do my thing. I want to watch the Great British Bake Off, and you're hogging the TV. You're being a jerk around Super Bowl time. You're an alcoholic. You're verbally abusive, probably. <laughs> I saved your dumb ass in that Nakatobi Tower. You know that's some, some of the stuff he was doing. So he didn't have a wife in the third movie. And at the end, he had to swallow his pride and call her and, like, change his behavior, even though he saved the city yet again from terrorists, you know? So I think that's, that's a good thing for men to know, that no matter how many <laughs> deeds you do, you still got to be cool at home. And he didn't even, like, he called her and she said hello, and then he realized where uh, the bad guy was, and he hung up on her. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mission comes first. We don't even really know if he called her back again after that or not. Uh, we're not back together in part four, man. He would say terrorist threats posed before hoes. Because <laughs> he's got to go do the mission first. But no, I, I want people, I want more action heroes to have their, I wish that True Lies series was good. You know, a, a couple doing missions, that'd be great. Yeah, I haven't watched this, I love the True Lies movie, but I haven't mm -hmm. watched the series at all. What it's channel is that even on, man? Uh, CBS. My woman watches CBS. I told you that earlier. And it's already, like, it's happening already? <laughs> yeah, it's already happening. They have many episodes of them doing, like, basically tool time, but with spy stuff. You know what I mean? It's, what? I didn't even know awful. about this. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, is, eventually is every movie going to be turned into a miniseries or a series? Because yes. this is happening, I just heard Dead Ringers. Yeah, yeah, that's up on uh, yeah, Amazon Prime. Series, right? Yeah. yeah. What? All right. I mean, every series is going to be turned into a movie, and every movie is going to be turned into a series. Like, because they don't like buying original ideas. They want to. <laughs> they want to use IP they already own. This is part of why we're on strike, man. Which yeah. is also funny. Dead Ringers, a widely popular <laughs> movie. Like, that's so weird. Why would they? Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, that, uh, that stop me from pitching my uh, my series Cliffhanger. It's about Sylvester Stallone across several winters. Dude, they yeah. just announced they're doing a new cliffhanger. It's Stallone's coming back. Oh, it's gonna be old cliffhanger. You know, where it's like yeah. like Top Gun Maverick. It's cliffhanger Dude. colon whatever Stallone's name might have been in that. That's movie. my favorite. That's my favorite era of Stallone when he had shot everybody and decided to just work with his hands. Like, Daylight, he's just a rescue guy. Cliffhanger, he's just a guy. The most violent he, thing he did was uh, bench press Leon into the stalactite. But other than that, <laughs> he didn't really kill anybody. He was really just like, a, I'm a regular guy in the face of these greater forces. I love that era of Stallone. What about the Eeyore era of Stallone, like in Copland? <laughs> I didn't like that as much. Copland was like the records real loud because he's deaf. <laughs> yeah. Saving that girl. <laughs> Over the top. Is that the one where he's, uh, him and his son are arm that wrestling? Was way earlier, though. Way earlier? That was a whole yeah. different era. That was like 80s. Like, that was like right uh, in there with the Rockies. I was just like, uh, what if it was like Rocky, but instead he just arm wrestles? Yeah. 
Uh, okay, what's the least likely subculture you can make a movie out? Like a Pennsylvania Dutch culture, like somebody's churning butter real good, and they have to go to the butter churning finals. Or whatever, you know like what competitive uh, Rubik's cube solving. That's like uh, a whole subculture for real. It's pretty good. Uh, frisbee golf. Oh, dude, I love frisbee golf. I'd make that movie. <laughs> there was also this era, I think around the time of uh, dodgeball, where it was like, take a sport that not many people play and make a whole comedy out of it. Wait, aren't, aren't they doing a new dodgeball, by the way? Yes. Okay, it's, it yeah, better be called dodgeballs, right? With like the money symbol. I hope yeah. that's how they pitched it. Yeah, Cameron style. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, here's a pitch. Uh, imagine if there were gynecologists that were identical twins. And they started making their own devices. And uh, they started, okay, this is Dead Ringers, by the way. How did they make a miniseries out of that? I this time the twins are, are women, man. Yes. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am going to watch that series. Yes. I mean, it's a pretty wise decision, you know? Okay. Uh, oh, those guys. Stars right, Rachel White. Okay. Steve, come on. You got to oh, up a little bit. Oh, wait a minute. It stars Rachel Weisz? Yeah. Nice. There's two of them. It's going to be Rachel Weisz like and incredible. Rachel Weisz. There's two Rachel Vi? <laughs> wow. Mm. Mm. I got to check that out. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even bring up Back from the Future 3. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. With some train. people also in that one. I don't yeah. like the train I one. I don't like the train one. Yeah. I don't like, like the they, they went forward in time, and then they're like, let's make a Western. Yeah. <laughs> It was good, though, man. I mean, that was one where they went back and they followed the structure of the first one close. That is true. Yeah. Um, with the opposite of the diehards, where the second one followed the first one super closely, and they're like, oh, we got to do a, a different thing for the third one. Yes. But I thought it worked for Back to the Future. Like, they pulled it off. Great cast. Like, it'll always live in my head when uh, Marty, finally, they realize something horrible, and Marty says, great Scott, and Doc says, yeah. This is heavy, Marty. And they've treated catchphrases. They've been hanging out so long. <laughs> it's a beautiful movie sequel thing to do, man. Are there any major third movies that we're not thinking of that we're missing? Because I, I feel like at this point we're comprehensive. Henry, what do we got? Right Spider-Man 3. Okay. The <laughs> dance. Okay. There it is. Also unfairly maligned. A. Oh. Okay. Here it is. With the dark side rising. That's awesome. It's funny. This is intentionally funny. That part's funny. The movie. The I mean. You know, there was a lot of stuff. There's so many things going on. We talked about this one a fair amount while we were thinking about Sonic 3 because in some ways. Um, Shadow is the venom of Sonic, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Oh, or, uh, hmm, interesting, three. but yeah, sure. So I would say the best Halloween movie. I don't know if that's yes. What? Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Yeah. Right after this commercial. That from was the Tokyo Drift of the Halloween series. <laughs> yeah. But Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, Silver Shamrock. Uh, this will give. Uh, three more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Three more days till Halloween. Silver, silver Shamrock. Army of Darkness. Oh, that's Army of Darkness one. counts. Yeah, that's Army a little of bit Darkness. Uh, that was a wild format break, but it worked. Although I don't know, did it make money? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, so I mean, well, now what? 
now what do we do with this information? <laughs> do, we, do, we have, do we feel comfortable making any sort of declaration of the best third, the best top three thirds? Or what makes a third one good? Maybe three things? Hmm. Someone's gotta die. <laughs> I mean, to answer the question of what needs to happen in the third movie. <laughs> An important character has to die. Yeah, yeah. okay. But that didn't happen in uh, Last Crusade. Right. Or uh, I think Last Crusade skirted that by giving the other adventures more pathos because we explain why Indiana Jones is the way he is. You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's almost like having a death, him uniting with his dad and us finding out why he's like that. You know what I realize is um, in Toy Story, the toys might be like dogs where they have no concept of how long you're gone. So to the toys, Andy might be dead. Uh, great. Super dark. Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> object permanent for the toys. <laughs> yeah, he gives them away, so I feel, right? They have a new owner. Yes. Yeah. Toy Story. So, like, to you ask for a death, right. I, that Andy. Andy dies in Toy Story. You can't prove that he didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but they didn't. I think with the, the mention of uh, Return of the Jedi and just, like, racing through the woods, it's, I feel like the biggest stunt of the three movies needs to happen in the third. I think that's what makes it uh, quote unquote successful. I was thinking of Super Cop, the third police story movie, Michelle Yeoh and whatever, and Jackie Chan do some of like, the wildest stuff. Although I think the first police story has the biggest stunts where Jackie Chan almost died and he was like, I can't do this anymore. His stunts I think definitely got pulled back after that. But uh, I got in a big Twitter fight with some morons about Super Cop a couple months ago. <laughs> About the, the stunt where Michelle Yeoh rides the motorcycle onto the yes. top of the train. And people were like, she didn't really do it, though. Like, well, attached to a clip of her doing it. And I'm like, that's literally her doing it right there. But it's because she had, like, you know, it was on a wire. It's like, it's like you're saying she didn't really do it because there was some kind of safety wire involved in a stunt where she rides a goddamn motorcycle onto the top of a moving fucking train. <laughs> Like, what do you, how do you think movies work, man? <laughs> well, I feel like if you'd only seen the movie, I, the way that the angle is shot, it does feel like it's cheated. But then if you watch the credits, when you see her doing it over and over, yeah, there's no question that she did it. Oh, this is, I guess we're watching it now. Is it this? Well, yes, this is, this is the shot. Here we go. Yeah, she fucking did that. Yeah, that was her, man. It's a stunt. It was her. <laughs> they just didn't make her really freestyle jump a motorcycle <laughs> onto a moving train. Even Evil Knievel would not have attempted she does a motocross tilt. Would surely have died, you know? Uh, yeah. Okay, so, great. What have we learned here today? What if we, how do we, how do we, uh, <laughs> how do we how do we wrap such a thing up? You're the host, man. That's up to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is well, you know, we're we're laying, We've got so many tracks left, and we're coming up to the uh, the station. Steve, I guess I'm I'm just gonna go down and and uh, check in. Steve, first of all, hey. <laughs> how nice to see you. Thanks for doing the the show. Great to be here. I'm just going to tell you guys, and we'll announce on the podcast because I can talk about it now. My wife's pregnant. Week 12 right now. Oh, my God. Oh, no big deal. Oh, my God. Steve. Yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? 
I, I, you guys are the second. The, the first people I told were, was at a comedy show in Costa Mesa last night. They didn't care that much either. You guys were much more loving. Thank you for that. Thank you. Is this a downtown Los Angeles exclusive? Uh, I, this, you're the second one, so I, I hate throwing around the term exclusive. You know I'm polyamorous, Grant. <laughs> I don't mind throwing it around. I think this is a big scoop. That's it's congratulations. A scoop. Yes, you're welcome. Congratulations, Julia. Really congratulations. Has she been at any diners with George Lucas? Jen, <laughs> <laughs> were you going to make the joke? No, I was going to ask the question. Oh, wow, dear. Oh, right, not right. bad. Oh, I also, hope. Yeah. This is wild. Danny and Steve are, uh, Danny's wearing an X hat and Steve's wearing an X sweatshirt. Oh, Anyone else notice wow. that? Wow. Well, That's for the podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more X and we have the third triple X movie that we didn't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> That was the return of Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah. Ice Cube. Well, no, Ice Cube was part two, oh, man. Okay. Right. The third one was the one that had Neymar in it. Uh, it was really a secret agent who like kicks people to death with his soccer skills. Yeah, I'm very excited about the pregnancy. Uh, you can find me at Big Hurt on Twitter. <laughs> I think on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for having me. Steve Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen. Danny Fernandez. Oh, out of order, okay. We're skipping Zed and Ed for I'm now. Not pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> George Lucas called me though. I don't know. Um, what? Oh, you can follow me at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the things. Uh, support the strike. Yeah, we need all the support. Ways that you can actually help. Um, if you are in LA or New York, please join the picket line with us. We are so fun and friendly and uh, there's a food normally there, but also we just need more bodies. Um, but also just sharing our posts to combat all the misinformation that is out there. I'm sure some of your dumb uncles in like, I don't know, Texas. I'm from Texas, so I'm allowed to say that. Uh, <laughs> who think that we are all millionaires in mansions. Uh, they're wrong. And we're just asking for 2% of the billions of dollars that we have made these companies. So only 2%, just want to throw that out there. So sharing our post to combat the misinformation that is spreading, because uh, we make all the stuff that you guys love and hate. So yeah. <laughs> Danny Fernandez! Hi, Pat. Hey, hey. Hey. Yeah, I was going to say to support the strike too, but Danny already did such a good job. <laughs> Better than me. So I don't know what I have left to say, other than I guess, um, wait until the strike's over, and then Ooh. buy DVDs of Violent Night and watch it on Christmas next year. Yeah, but not during the strike. Yeah, I mean, maybe even then too, but I'm not going to tell you to do it during the strike. I'm yeah. going to strike. <laughs> Back Casey, everybody. Back Zed, Ed, how are we feeling? Um, this, is the, this is the end now. This is the epilogue of our very first live podcast. Um, again, going back to the beginning, we agreed. How did this go? Great. Universally agreed that this went great. Although I would have liked it if someone died. <laughs> the night is young. Yes. You gotta wait for the third episode. Yeah, the third episode. There's a show at eight. Uh, <laughs> You can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts. It's called the Pop Culture League. Episodes are available. This one will be up soon. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thank you for making the trip. Thank you, my friends. Thank you, our very beloved audience and pals. 
And thank you, Pat and Danny and Steve. That concludes the show. That concludes the show. We got our outro song, sorry. It's only five minutes. That concludes the show of your friend's podcast that you had to go. You can't hear it? <laughs> Godfather 3, give it up. Godfather 3, ladies and gentlemen. Sophia Coppola, give it up. All right, thank you. Thank you. I'm still eating my burger. I want that All right, we did it. We did it. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. It's like they're not. Oh, thank you.